It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast with a host that met Shooter McGavin this week. Banks down in Atlanta for the tour championship, moving and shaking with all of golf's biggest and brightest stars, playing video games, talking to Shooter, talking to Colin Morikawa. Big golf week for you, Banks. I don't know what else happened before that, but clearly down at Eastlake, you know, that's sort of the, the, the big happening in the golf world right now. So props to you. Big stuff happening down there. We'll talk about Eastlake now, maybe something else later. Uh, it's been a tremendous experience out here. 2K Sports reached out late last week and said, hey, we're doing a demo day for our video game. We'd love to have you come down, uh, play it, give some thoughts on it, shoot some video, and uh, hang out with some of these guys. And the game itself is tremendous. It's so good. If anybody, anybody who played PGA Tour 2K21, I think, would say, okay, this is 2K's first foray into a golf video game more of a stepping stone into a new world for them um it was a good game i enjoyed playing it a lot still play it here and there i think eric does the same this game is that next big step and i think putting tiger woods on the cover really cements that really brings it home tiger's involved with the uh the development and some of the content in the game and everything and the the gameplay is unbelievable I'm not just blowing smoke because this is a partner of Barstool Sports. It truly is just like unbelievable, like next level golf video game like we've never seen before. I'm so excited for everybody else to see it's coming out in early October. But anyways, yeah, spent the day pretty much hanging out with Shooter McGavin. Guy could not be more like on brand, more of the character because he's playing the character because he's meeting people and greeting people and creating buzz and excitement for the game and everything, but he was tremendous. The guy is awesome. Honestly, he throws out a cuss word every other word, um, at least when he's talking to talking to MRAGs and I, a couple of Barstool guys. But um, he was just like on the entire time. At one point I walked out and uh, he was out on the kind of the patio area. And I think he may have been doing cameos, which was also tremendous. Um, <laughs> the guy's... The guy is such a legend. Um, and that's why every time he gets caught, he was telling me like, oh, that Barstool Sports, man, I love you guys. Uh, didn't love you guys posting a video of me smoking a bong that one time. Or like, man, these kids just love recording videos. They keep their phone down here on their hip. Like they can't, like I can't see it. Like they're sneaky, man. Um, yeah, he was awesome. Uh, Kyle Morkov was also awesome. He played a bunch of holes with us. Um, answered a bunch of questions about the video game. Um, he's excited about it. He'll be in the game along with a lot of other players. But um, overall, just coming down here and checking out the Tour Championship, getting media credentials for it, for me personally, awesome experience. Um, couldn't be happier. I'm having a great time. Going to hit the uh, tournament a little bit tomorrow on Thursday before heading back to Baltimore. Um, it's great stuff. I'm, I'm, a mo- I'm over the moon about it. So it's, it's been a fun week. Yeah, that's very cool. I love, I do love that shooter is a shooter. I mean, if you're that, if you're, I think, what's his real name? Christopher McDonald or something? Chris McDonald, yeah. 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 I think at that point, you just have to play Shooter McGavin in your whole life. Can because, you name like, one other movie your thing. he's been in? He um, was like the dad in the Leave It to Beaver relaunch that happened at some point in the early 90s or mid 90s. Yeah. He was also uh, the. The character in Ballers that was basically the Dallas franchise's owner. He was basically a Jerry Jones type in Ballers. So, but but again, it's like 
it's like you think of him like he's a big actor. Like I would say he's a big name actor, but it's like everybody he, knows his face. He's Shooter McGavin. Like there's no yeah. like, oh yeah, he was in that. He was in this. He's just Shooter. Like that's what he so is. So we had this video idea, um, and we brought it to him towards the end of the day. We had this idea because he was wearing this red 2K jacket the entire time. We had this idea of having one of the 2K sports guys go with a hanger and like go to present it to him. And then we were just going to snatch it and run away (laughs) and then have somebody else like the 2K guy or somebody just chasing us with the old, you know, the the heave home. Slow-mo, Mr. Larson. uh, That Mr. Larson was doing. And it was actually the like the closest thing I could see from him kind of like pulling back the curtain a little bit. He was, first of all, he was, uh, he had a plate of food in front of him. He was just trying to eat a little bit and well, we were kind of shooting the shit with them and hanging out and everything. But he was just like, you know, uh, I don't, I don't remember what the actor's name is, but he was like, you know, Mr. Larson, you know, he passed away a few years ago. And I think about him in that role and him in that scene, he couldn't run. He had bad knees from, you know, this, that, and the other. And that scene, the little, the slow motion of him chugging his arms up and down, they actually had to put him in like an office chair of sorts and roll him to take that shot because he wow. literally couldn't run. And he was just like, almost like tearing up talking about it because he's like getting emotional. Guy, he, talking yeah, about yeah he did. And so he was like, so that's what's in my heart I mean, it's, right the, now. it's both of their defining moments on screen in their careers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he said, well, th- that guy was a, was a Bond villain at one point. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that. He was Jaws, I think, right? Jaws. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. But anyways, yeah. like yeah. Chris McDonald was just like, that's what's in my heart in this moment when you're, when you're coming up with this idea. So let me think about it. And then by the end of the day, it just like didn't happen. But <laughs> if we created that video, it would have just done so many numbies. Uh, so I just want to put it out in the universe that I had this idea to do this video, but you know, can't win a ball. I, I, I'm trying to remember him. I, he was in a, a Disney channel original movie that I cannot remember. I think so too. Um, I think it, it may have been leave it to beaver. I know he was, they did some sort of relaunch, either a TV series or a, a movie. And he was the dad. In it. Leave it to beaver reloaded. Was he like, the remix the dad and like richie rich or something that makes that sounds right i think he was something in a movie called lemonade mouth which had bridget mendler in it that's not a movie you guys are gonna know what <laughs> it is a disney channel original movie lemonade mouth it's about like a high school it's about like a high school band that comes together through like being in detention or something um this is song determined it's kind of a banger <laughs> I would. I need one listener to quote to tweet at me if they recognize that movie. That would. I will be shocked be, if if I would love for that to happen. If um, any other listeners have, uh, I it this this isn't a nice string for the podcast. That. I feel like RDT a couple weeks ago had the Cal Ripken thing, which was like you know really cool. Like you got to like you know kind of stretch your stretch your legs there to talk to Cal Ripken, get that done, and now Banks is out there covering the tour championship. It's a very good job by you guys. Very good hustle. Yeah, doing, step, doing step the things up, you Taylor. love to do. Yeah, I got to figure out something to do. You and Please. you and Demi, maybe you can do like a do something. Demi was on Caller Daddy. I need to listen to that. I need oh, to listen I to that. that. Yeah, it came in, out today. Did you know Christopher McDonald was in the league? No, like, I didn't watch a lot of that. League. Though. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah that, I didn't that, watch that, a lot of league though. though. He's got a credit for Grease too, which I didn't even know existed. Mm. Oh yeah. R.I.P. Olivia Newton-John. Very true. Rip. 
Uh, yeah, it happened recently. Legend. Yeah, maybe we can oh, get Demi on this show. Call her daddy is not as big as us. We could right. just get her on here. We'll send an Talk email out to her PR people. We'll yeah, I'll DM her. Our people. He's got I'll 217 credits as an actor. 217. The House Bunny he was in? Mm, the House Bunny. Is that Anna Ferris? Yeah. Mm. Superhero movie. American recently Pie. rewatched on. Recently rewatched Entourage. Got some Anna. You have some Anna Ferris in there. Yeah, great. And great. Just awesome show. Um, yeah. Sopranos. Really? Really? Uh, he plays Eddie Dunn. Don't know. See, he's he's Irish. Like, like there's even within the confines of that show, like they didn't really delve outside of. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't remember he, that. He's in Grind. He's in Spy Kids too. Sixty one. He plays Spy Mel Kids too. I remember him in Spy Kids too. I remember him in Spy Kids too. Perfect Good run Storm. for Spy Kids. Don't remember him in Perfect Storm. Requiem for a Dream. He voiced a character in Kim Possible. <laughs> I mean, that's what an incredible set of credits. By yeah, the way, just to legitimize this movie, Lemonade Mouth was watched by 7.1 million viewers when it premiered. So let's put a little respect on that. Disney Channel was rolling back in 2010. They were just putting 61? out movie yeah. after movie that people he, were watching. He was, he was also in Flubber. So mm, oh, yeah. I was not a fan of Flubber ever. <laughs> Flubber stunk. Hot take. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry to the Flubber fans out there. <laughs> not a good movie. <laughs> It's not good. Home improvement, of course. That checks out. That checks that very much checks out. Freaking flubber. All right. All right. I'm done. You've you've gone through enough uh, his discography. I'm done. Any other takeaways from down there, Banks? Uh, More Kawa seemed like seemed like a cool guy. Yeah, he's just very down to earth. He's um you see it on TV, he's just extremely well spoken. You can't you can't be God. Not that anybody's trying to get him at a Duque. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys are asking him the hard questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, he's just like your normal guy. He just love, loves to hang out, play video games. Uh, M Rags asked him a great question that put him in a in a blender about <laughs> um, skins and Call of Duty or Warzone. Um, yeah, he's uh he's a good dude. He he actually was a last minute replacement. It was supposed to be Will Zalatoris, but he. Zaltoris obviously withdrew from the tournament this week. Wasn't even in Atlanta. So they just got Morikawa on a whim. And I think he was just excited to be there. Like he was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, you know, pop in, play. Tony Fina also was kind of hovering around. He'll be in the video game too. I was hoping he would actually come upstairs because the the demo day was in the tent off the 18th green at East Lake. So literally like the hospitality tent where uh like right outside behind where we're playing the game. Um, you could just see the green and, and watch these guys practice and stuff. And um, Chris McDonald was actually chatting them up a bit and uh, watching them play and stuff. And so I think Shooter and Tony Finau are kind of in cahoots a little bit. Wow. Yeah, what a combo. What a, what a combo. I was going to say, what a combo. What a combo. Well, great stuff down there. Uh, you're down there all tomorrow, so make sure people watch all of Banks' coverage. Got your preview blog up. Um, preview videos. I'm doing videos now. And preview videos. Yep. Those in. So, um, yeah, those are those are going to be important for me if I'm going to go take this golf gambling thing to the next level, which I'm excited to try to do. So, there you have it. Watch Banks's videos. Support him. Support him and all. And you give out. You've given out a lot of winners this year. So, I think it's worth taking your advice if you're if you're someone who likes to uh, put down some wagers. Xander. 
Mm. Likes the golf horse for the course, Mr. Shoffley down there. That's right. Um, a FedEx, by the way, I know everyone, a FedEx Cup champion will be crowned. The story trophy, the FedEx Cup will, will be given out. Um, imagine when it's no longer called the FedEx Cup. FedEx can't last forever with this. You wouldn't think, although they put a lot of money into the tour. Um, let's turn to the Baltimore Ravens who won another preseason game. Pretty ho-hum every single time. This is what happens. 24-17 over the Arizona Cardinals. And we talked about it for like 35 seconds before we jumped on and started doing the actual show. You know, only so much to take away from some of these preseason games and the giant headline takeaways, Isaiah Likely. Eight catches, 100 yards, I believe, right on the number, if I'm getting that correctly. Yes, eight catches for 100 yards um, and just looks every part of a really dangerous weapon um, next to Mark Andrews um, in the tight end room. And obviously uh, one of the big questions going into training camp was who was going to be uh, pass catching options beyond Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews and to a lesser extent, maybe like a Devin Duvernay seems like Isaiah likely that guy looks like he can kind of do it all. And the Ravens are going to own the middle of the field with Mark Andrews and likely if he's, he's this good. I, I, I don't really know how he couldn't be the first guy we talk about from this game. He was the entire story. He's been the story for the most part for both games. Um, the stats speak for themselves. The eight catches on eight targets, 100 yards, touchdown. The most impressive part is he did it on 15 snaps. Yep. More than half the snaps he played, he's catching the football, and he's doing all the right things uh, on each of those plays. He's finding these soft spots in the zone the way that he should. He's positioning himself well for jump balls and being physical with other guys. When plays break down, he finds his way back to his quarterback and attacks the football gives himself uh gives the quarterback a safety valve. It's exactly what you want in a tight end. And the conversation is kind of about, okay, the wide receiver group is, is weak. I mean, there's no way around that. Rashad Bateman's mostly unproven behind that completely unproven traded away Hollywood Brown and all of that. People have been slamming the wide receiver group, you know, over the off season and for years, rightfully so. But you can't just discount the fact that the tight end group is got potential. It seems to be in a place where they could be the, the best tight end group of all time. I don't know. Like, it's crazy to say, but Mark Andrews, clearly a top three uh, tight end in the league, cemented that last season. Isaiah likely, of course, two preseason games, hasn't played a real NFL game yet, but he looks like an animal and he's in the right place to thrive. This is an offense that's going to play a lot of two and two and three tight end sets. It's going to get tons of opportunities and he splits out wide. He's basically a wide receiver. Um, so when you think about the wide receiver group, I think you have to think about the receiver group as a whole, including the tight ends and where likely fits in as kind of a hybrid between the two and look at the big picture and also look at the big picture. And this is something that I pounded the table for for the entire Lamar Jackson era, I've pounded the table about this on uh, this podcast since we started it. The Ravens are building tanks and other teams are building sports cars. They all want to score fast. They all want to move down the field. They all want to go five wide receivers and, and speed this, speed that, whatever. The Ravens are just building a different kind of machine than everybody else. And that's okay. It's going to work. It worked great 2019. I know the game didn't go well. We talked about it ad nauseum. Um, sometimes you lose football games. 
I am so excited to see that team return because I really think that that's where this team is. I think that's what their, their ceiling is. I think that I wanted more than anything for that team to, to run it back. That 2019 team to just go back at it with the same guys, same personnel, just same mentality. And they, they didn't quite do that in 2020. 2021 was a lost season. I think they've just kind of returned back to that 2019 form and, you know, time will tell, we'll see what it looks like in in week one, but um, I'm just so pumped up to for the season to start and for these guys to start to, to um, for Isaiah likely to just be a guy, you know, in a real game situation and, and thrive. I think I saw a stat too. I think that he leads all NFL players in, or at, at least tight ends in uh miss ta- or not missed tackles, but broken tackles in the preseason. Yeah. Like that nine. was after the like, catch. Like every- I mean, nine, nine broken tackles in two games is you don't see that out of it. You see that out of Travis Kelsey. Like you don't see that out of a tight end. Like those guys aren't breaking tackles. He's just, and again, I didn't watch any of the game, but every time I'm looking up on Twitter, it's like, Oh, there's likely there's likely there's likely here's a clip. Here's a video. And it's just like, man, like, he, he's going to be a guy that I feel like a lot of people in fantasy are going to like, you know, take him late and stuff like that just to have him. Because again, it just seems like he's, like you said, he's finding soft spots. He he knows where to be and you know, he, the guy's just producing. So he, he's going to be an interesting guy to, to, to keep an eye on. He seems like a fan favorite already. I mean, people, you know, people like him. Guy can ball. It seems like. It's interesting. You talked about um, banks 2019 and, in retrospect, this is an easy hindsight. I don't know if the Ravens valued as much. You know, they got good return for him, but what Hayden Hurst brought as like a second pass catching tight ends. Um, and they just didn't have that as consistently over the last two years. And it's easy for me to not go in like the scheme and, you know, whatever. It just anecdotally, you watch it and you're like, this just seems like it works better. And now Lamar Jackson has a similar guy that's athletic. He can get up the field. It can potentially do the things that Hayden Hurst was doing from a pass catching perspective better than it um, looks more athletic. Um, you know, clearly has the ability to get, you know, turn up the field and, and get chunks of yards. I think that the likely pick was almost like an admission of not that, you know, the Ravens are methodical and do what they do, but, you know, realized they needed to get another tight end that could, really, really catch the ball, you know, and, and be a threat and maybe not worry as much about building, you know, three incredible wide receivers to do that when, you know, doesn't matter how you, who's getting the yards, just matters if you're getting them. Um, and now Isaiah likely can, can sort of bring that to the table. I think it's a good way to look at it. Really the way you could look at the Ravens is, you know, you look at the wide receivers, you're like, Oh no, what's behind Rashad Bateman. And you said this back. It's like, well, Mark Andrews is, with Rashad Bateman, those are your wide receiver one and your wide receiver two, you know, pass, pass catcher one, pass catcher two with Andrews, number one and Bateman, number two. Now who's behind that? Maybe li- likely if you put him in there, that's makes you feel a little bit better about it. And it's, if you just think of it as Duvernay and Prochet and all these other guys. Um, so looks like it was, a, they hit on that pick, go back to Travis Jones, had another good game until he got injured. Now he's out for a little bit, but continues to look like he's impressed. It really looks like the Ravens did a great job in this draft. For the most part, um, a lot of guys have played well so far, which is nice to see. Um, and we haven't even seen a David Ajabo and we're not going to see him, you know, for a while. So um, that's easy to say in the preseason, but it's been nice. Uh, Banks, you talked about it right before the show too. Got to give it a shot to Tyler Huntley. I mean, 
you can start to make an argument he's the best backup in the league. Uh, he just continues to look sharp. And, you know, you had to take artists this week of like, they should just trade Lamar and just have Huntley be number one, whatever. But I mean, at some point the Ravens are going to trade Tyler Huntley for really legitimate assets. Or if for, you know, some reason they don't <laughs> re-sign Lamar Jackson, they're going to probably make Tyler Huntley the starter, I would think. So he's looked very good. The, the, the quarterback numbers, um, yes, or uh, the other day were fantastic. 23 of 27, 217, three TDs and a pick between between young Anthony Brown and Tyler Huntley. So good for those guys. Running back numbers, not as good. And if you're a Ravens fan, you really would like to see some healthiness from Mr. Dobbins and Mr. Edwards because these, these guys below them have not exactly separated themselves so far in the preseason. So hopefully those guys are more ahead of schedule than behind schedule. Well, is what I Ed, Edwards, Edwards is on pop, right? Did they put him on the pop? Yeah, they put him on the pop. Oh, put him on pop. Yep. True. Yep. 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 True. So it's going to have to be JK. Um, or maybe one of these guys will step up, but yeah, I'm not too worried about it. Like, yeah, we want those guys to be at full steam in December and January and February. If it takes some time for them to get back, we're going to manage. Okay. Jets week one, Dolphins week two, you know, don't count your chickens, but it's better than having some big time divisional games to start off. that are really going to hurt you down the road. If you don't have your best guys. Wasn't it, or, or did we, I'm, I'm sure we talked about it, but they played the entire AFC East in the first four weeks, right? Correct. So, yeah, I'm getting, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're expecting three and one out of that. I would assume three and one. Kind of depending on what I think you Patriots. would like to be three and one out of that. You don't know what you're getting out of the Patriots, and you can beat the Bills. I don't know, not, not an impossible home game. win. Home game. Yeah. I mean, you can beat yeah. anybody at home. We can beat anybody anywhere. I'll stand I, I can't remember if it was you, if I saw it on your Twitter, if I if it was a Harbaugh quote, but he said basically the same thing about Gus Edwards being like, you know, we th- this is done. Like all we care about is him being full strength in December, which. You know, all you all you're gonna do in December is tweet that that bus gif and and you know if he's oh, healthy, yeah. it's it's gonna be going. So yeah, just to put a little bit of a bow on the Tyler Huntley thing, like he's he's cooking at I think it's 29 of 32 for close to 300 yards, um, a couple touchdowns. It's pretty damn good, really good really efficient he's extended the chains with his feet uh just by extending plays and such um can't say enough about it like like you said he could be the best backup in the league i don't know he's a great fit for this offense and what it wants to do fantastic insurance policy um we saw him give this team chances to win games last year with an absolute shell of a roster so yeah yeah just let's, you know, there are some people, all right, the hot take artistry about how they should trade Lamar and make Huntley the starter and all those types of things are just ridiculous. We all know. It. With that said, other teams or other people have taken that as an opportunity to just shit on Huntley and what he did last year by only winning one game out of six that he played last year. Uh, he made big plays on a bunch of games and the defense let him down or he just like got the team to the finish line and just couldn't cross it. Like all you're asking for, for backup quarterbacks generally is to just give your guys a chance to win games. And he gave the Ravens a chance 
in every single game that he started last year. And the one game that he didn't during that stretch without Lamar was that Cincinnati game uh, where Josh Johnson played. So um, it just feels like people are taking opportunities to slander these Baltimore quarterbacks from all angles. It's just the hot take world that we live in. So there's also a few teams like if you're the commanders, if you're a commanders fan, would you rather have what Carson Wentz looks like he is or what Tyler Huntley maybe could be as a 16 game starter? I think it's a really interesting call. I think you might, I'll throw this to you, Eric. If you're a Titans fan, do you want what Ryan Tannehill is right now? Or do you want what Tyler Huntley could be? Interesting thought. Is there a potential there? You're probably taking Tannehill. You probably are. Tannehill's become a very productive quarterback. That's just, I'm just throwing things out there. I think, but I think you're right. He showed the ability banks to win in the league with that roster was dead and they, they couldn't stop. They, they weren't good defensively. So he had to get into shootouts. It's not as if like you could manage your way through the game. Like they were just giving, they gave up 500 passing yards. The man went toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers and came up two yards short. And wasn't it, wasn't that a, yeah, it was a two point conversion, right? Yeah. They went for that game. Yeah. And then and the Steelers it probably, game, wasn't it? Wasn't and that then a two-point conversion? There's always the, like a happy the Rams medium. went on to win the Super Bowl, and they basically the same thing. Yeah. This, there's yeah. always like a happy medium. This When he was playing well at one point last year, it was swinging to like, is this guy, you know, like a $90 million over five years kind of guy, which was probably too much. And then once you get to this year, it's like, oh, well, he like should never go. And it's like he stinks. This is all the things that – like it's somewhere in the middle. Like Tyler Huntley's a good player. Um and I'm, I'm, I will be very happy for him if at some point he gets a nice check over the course of a number of years. That would be that seems like he's worked himself into this. And I'm just and also seems like a good guy for the most part, it seems like. So hopefully the guy gets paid at some point. Maybe it'll be here. You never know. I got two teams that jumped to mind when you were talking about the like quarterbacks and all that stuff. Yeah. One, one is the Falcons. Yeah. Like Mariota, I think Mariota's fine. Desmond Ritter's throwing touchdowns to Jared Bernhardt in the preseason yeah, right now. Yeah, like and they're on lacrosse is fine. It's unbelievable. Nothing, nothing against Ritter, but again, it's like I think Huntley would be all right down there. Like you know, you could throw it. Honestly, bit. I think Mariota would make for a great backup quarterback for us. A hundred percent. He he's again. I mean, you saw him what he did with Vegas last year, and like he would come in in like a package or two. I think yeah. I mean, he would be perfect. He's mobile enough. He can he can sling it if he needs the injury concern. I mean, it's, he's always. Hard. I always thought Marcus Mariota was going to be good. I really did. I I, I thought, still think he could be, but I feel like, yeah. I feel like his window has closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Uh I well, he was so good at Oregon. Dolphins were another team that I kind of thought of if whatever happens. Oh, happens. the two anon. You're not in the two anon. No, I'm just I'm just saying if like if he were to get moved, I don't. Not that he would. But, you know, I think him with that roster down there, it'd be all right. But as someone sitting in the kind t- of, uh... in the in the Talia section of the Tongue of Iloa plane, I cannot endorse that. OK, well, I cannot endorse. No, no, no. I think that. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're the Dol- especially with the Dolphins, if Tua doesn't isn't able to end up getting it done, I think you have to, like, think about making a trade for somebody like that. If you mm-hmm. feel like your roster is really made to, like win now, which everyone is like very convinced that the Dolphins are this like ready made team. I mean, they've they've showed nothing. I, I mean, well, maybe. I mean. Didn't they start out last year 0 and 7 and then they won seven straight? I yeah, what I'm saying, like, yeah. you got like, you know. Oh, yeah. Pe- people are talking them up this year. It's yeah, like, yeah, like, like done... just win, like, start three and one and, like, actually, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. be a team. Just don't start 0 and 7. Yeah. Maybe people will take you seriously. Um, that's that's Dolphins talk for this week. For this week, yeah. We always get a little Dolphins talking talk. Dolphins. Talking Dolphins. Um, 
Ravens finish up the preseason. I continue. I have forgotten every week that there's only three preseason games until I like look at everything and like get ready. Uh, but I just never remember uh, against the Commanders um, on Saturday. Big. Uh, that's a big bring your girlfriend to the game. Game. That is a huge. That's yes. what I was talking about the other night. With you're going to see a lot of Chris Cooley's. You're going to see a lot of Dennis Pitta's. Some McNair's. You're going to see a lot of those jerseys. McAllister's, maybe. Oh, I love Chris McAllister. A lot of Willis McGahee jerseys. Um, Champ Bailey 24s. They're going to be out. Maybe some Stephen Davis 48s. Yeah. They're going to be seven out. o'clock. Seven o'clock. In um, DC or Landover? Uh, it's in Baltimore. Oh, that is, oh, that yeah. is at MT Bank Stadium. So um, tickets for as low as $20, according to ESPN right now. It seems high. So. I mean, the Ravens preseason. I bet this will be a tremendous crowd on Saturday if the weather's good. Mm-hmm. You'll have did, all are they doing fireworks or anything. That's my first tremendous of the pot for those people counting at home. Um, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. It's Saturday. That would you would be like a would, firework game. Yeah. Those games end up ending so late, though. They, like, I remember the first preseason game. I was like, this Tennessee game is still going on. It's like, it's like 10 45. I think that's a lot of commercials, I think, too. Yeah, the commercial load on WPAL. Yeah. Um, All right, Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Still in it. It just continues to be the storyline. They haven't dropped that much lower. They haven't really gained that much. Two and a half games back um, of the wild card. Five and five in their last ten. Good good performances. Not so good performances. Gunnar Henderson rumors. Jorge Mateo just continues to build on his his legend. Um, it it continues to be fun to be in a playoff race. Still don't know if it's gonna you know come to pass. Do you think when do you think Henderson gets caught up, RDT? I I think I think we see him this weekend. I I obviously everyone thought it would be Tuesday with the like you know it was I think there's 44 days left in the season starting on Tuesday because they were like, oh, then, you know, he can still have his rookie status for next year and they can get the pick if he finishes top three or two or whatever it is. Um, I think it'll be Wednesday. I talked to someone with the tides on Tuesday and he said, I'm preparing for him to be gone on Tuesday or on uh, Friday. Like they're in Jacksonville. So I don't know if they just fly him right from Jacksonville to Houston where the Orioles are going to be on Thursday or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I, a, a lot of people, they just want him up. They want him up right now, right now, right now. They can't stand Odor. They want to get rid of him. I, I, I think Odor is, I mean, obviously he's not played well. Will Gunner come up right away? Like we're seeing him as Kyle Stowers right now. He looks lost. He stinks right now, Kyle Stowers. And guess what? Adley was the same way. He was awful, you know, the first, he was awful the first three weeks, month. Stowers is going through it too. There's no reason to believe that Gunner is not going to go through it again because he was worse. He's younger than both of them. He has less plate appearances, you know, all this stuff. Like I, I, I just don't, people think Gunner coming up is going to be like the Orioles are going to win eight of their next 10 and they're really going to make a push for this wild card. That's not, who knows? Is he, pro, is he better than, than, than Rugnet Odor? Yes. That's like, that's, that's not even a question, but like, is he going to be better right away? I don't know. I mean, again, it's not going to take much, but, I think we'll see him this weekend. Um, again, especially with September coming up, you can bring him up. I think we're going to get him in DL, and and they're really going to make a push for this thing. And and it's funny because 
you know, the first half of the podcast, the first year, half the first half of this year was like, oh, they're two, they're two games under 500. They're three games under 500. Now we're past that. They're five games up. Now we're two and a half games back from the wild card, a game and a half back. That's what it's, it's transitioned to like the, the 500 watch. So now it's the wild card watch. So it would have been nice. They could have gained some ground tonight um, on Seattle. Seattle lost. Shout out to the Nats for doing something. <laughs> the Nats. Awful. awful. The Nats. Awful. 42 um, and 83. I don't know who got the win tonight to, for them, but I blogged it this morning. Their starters have gone 40 straight games without getting a win, which is unbelievable. That is that is crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, they're 64 and 59. They were the first team to cash their, their uh, over win total this year, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, you know, their, their run differentials, they're, they're plus 11 right now. So they're right around that plus 10 for the last couple of weeks, but they're, they're holding in, you know, they, they, they had a nice game against Dylan Cease last night, a really, really fun series that game on Friday with the Red Sox where they were up 10 to four and it was like, this is unbelievable. And then they give up five and I'm like, they're, they're going to lose this game by 10. And then they end up winning, you know, what was it, 15-11 or whatever. I mean, that truly was an unbelievable game. That was – the crowd was unreal. The way the Red Sox came back was was crazy. The Orioles' offense was just – it was – that that game was a lot – that was a slow-pitch softball game. That was fun. Um, and then the game on Sunday, the Literally Classic, in front of everyone. It was a great Sunday night game in front of a national TV audience with a lot of eyes on – on Adley, on Mullins, on Hayes, on all the Mateo again with the big hit, you know, late in the game to give him the win. I mean, the stuff before the game with Adley and all them sliding down the hill. I mean, he's an absolute, he's a legitimate superstar now. Like if you did not think so before seeing the kids mob him, that picture of Adley surrounded by kids was unbelievable. Like that was awesome. I thought they did a great job. Um, I'm really happy that the Orioles came through. Like it would have sucked if they would have lost six nothing and everyone would have made their Orioles little league jokes, but it was a, it was a really good weekend for the Orioles. And again, I mean, if they can just keep winning two out of three, two out of three, two out of three, just keep stacking those. You're, you're going to be sitting pretty um, again. I mean, they're two and a half out right now behind Seattle for the last wild card spot. I don't think there's any reason that they can't, you know, again, put, put, put together another eight out of 10 stretch or, you know, 12 of 15, something like that down the, down the stretch. Because you know they're they're good. Like I said before, they're going to be playing all the all the teams in front of them, all the teams right on their tail for a wild card spot. And we got the schedule coming out for next year too, so a lot of cool uh, a lot of cool games on there. So it's again, I mean, it, it's it's a good time to be an Orioles fan, and and this is this is a lot of fun. It's going to get a lot more fun when Gunner comes up, hopefully this weekend, Friday. Someone said it's going to be weird if he's playing and Trey's at first base for the for the Astros on. Uh, on Friday or something like that. So, but yeah, again, I, I'm, I'm hoping they can uh, win this one tomorrow on Thursday versus the white Sox, And then we'll go to Houston. Yeah. You look at this Orioles schedule um, and what's wild is they have 10 more games against Toronto. It's a lot of games. Um, who's right in front of them. None against the race. So they're done playing Tampa, which is kind of crazy when you and, think about and they how, lost- the, the, how unbalanced that is from a divisional perspective that makes no sense but that is how it is they they so toronto is really the team that if they need to they can chase them down Mm -hmm. by beating them themselves everybody else they don't have games against essentially they have cleveland but cleveland's up in the division um 
They have a lot of games against Houston, but they're way up, so they don't really matter. They have games against the White Sox. Yeah, you finish the White Sox. They have games against New York, but they don't really matter. And Boston's behind them right now, so you have you have seven games against Boston, but they may not be a factor. You're just gonna have to beat them to beat them, not beat them to like pull them back and get into a playoff spot. So they don't really, they don't really can't really like pull back Seattle if they had to, or the Rays or the Twins by themselves. They're gonna need things to happen. But with that said, they also have some manageable parts of the schedule. Like they have three against Oakland, two against the Nats, three against Detroit. So there's some games in there that they, you know, can make some hay on potentially um, with, you know, the two worst teams in the American league and then the worst team in the national league. You know, they have, you have eight games against those two teams or those three teams, excuse me. So that's, that's nice. Uh, but those Toronto games are just going to be enormous games. I mean, those are going to be 10 enormous baseball games um, and they finish with them at home. So you could get into a scenario with, with a playoff spot on the line at Camden yards, the last three days of the season, which would be absolutely electric on every, every level. Um, now they're going to have to get to that point with seven games on the road against the Red Sox and the Yankees before that series. Um, so that could be the, like, are you for real put up or shut up, go to Fenway and Yankee stadium um, and get some dubs and set yourself up for a chance to, you know, beat Toronto to get in the wild card, but it still continues to be very possible. Um and that's all you can ask for. I think we're a little bit of a broken record on that every week. And it's like, oh, it's just nice to be in it. But it really is. And until it's over, it's not over. So, um, you know, the Rays have put together a really nice stretch recently um, after they looked like they were kind of fading. Um, but this thing is just all tight knit. I mean, the Rays, Blue Jays, Mariners, Orioles, Twins and White Sox are still very much in this thing, and Red Sox a little bit more outside looking in. Uh, it looks like ESPN, by the way, fixed the playoff odds. I, I, they must have seen something. Um, maybe it was from us. I, I don't know. You know, we're pretty influential. Um, Orioles five point four percent. Angels down from what was it like sixty four percent last week? They're now <laughs> below a, a tenth of a percent. So, if, a, a enormous drop for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, who are now 20 games under 500. Well, well when your owner says that he's going to sell, that has to just tank your. Well, true. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a, it's like a, yeah. It's like the stock market went against them. Um, and then t- Texas, who spent all this money, they stink too. Um, they so. spent a lot of money. Again, Detroit spent a lot of money. And this is, this was the thing that people were talking about earlier when, when Olney was really going at the Orioles, being like, is it worse that they didn't spend money and they're playing really well? Or is it worse that Texas spent, half a billion dollars on their infield and they're 57 and 67. They fired their president and manager this year. It's like, which is worse for baseball? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's it. Uh, certainly not the Orioles right now. They didn't look like bad. They didn't look bad for baseball in front of the little leaguers in Williamsport. I'll tell you that much. That man, I, I said it before. That looks so cool. I really wish some tickets were available. I get why they were, they're not. And it's cool that the, the families, and I think they said the um, people who live in Williamsport can, you know, they have the tickets. It was like 2,800 people. The atmosphere was awesome. Them letting them wear like the customized cleats and bats and all that stuff was really cool. Um, Buster only interviewing kids in the crowd was awful. I don't know if you guys caught any of that. Did not see that. He butchered this kid's name to his face four times and then just laughed when he got it wrong. He got it wrong three straight times. And then, I mean, it was bad. It was really bad, but everything else was really cool. Um, Yeah. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, that the O's showed up well in it. And, you know, next year when it's Nats and Phillies, I don't think it'll be a, it'll be quite a, a, quite a hit like it was this year. 
Have you guys been following the Little League World Series at all? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm seeing the viral clips. I'm seeing the strikes in the other in the other batter's box. You know, I see on TikTok the the videos of that kid who fell and hit his head in his rehab, which is you know another that, somber story that I'll talk about. That, <laughs> it, by the way. How do they not have railings on those beds? And Williams, I don't know. What are I they mean, doing? What are they doing? Taylor Swalman, what are they doing? I mean, it was an awful story. It's awesome that he's, it yeah, seems like he'll be okay. And his yeah. brother, like, I think his brother was the one who replaced him on the roster and like got a standing ovation and they had to like stop the game when he came in and like the coach had to pull him over and like console him because I think he was just emotionally overwhelmed. But um, yeah, again, I mean, Hawaii is a wagon. I don't know what, what else to say. It's just, them and them and Curacao every year, and you know, yeah, Hawaii is amazing. It, some upsets on the international side. Japan, I believe, went two and out, which is stunning, like legitimately stunning. I mean, Japan never, never is always involved late. Um, Banks loves their hats. I I did um, have a repairman come to my house the other morning, and that that Japan Curacao game, or or is that is that what team it was? The one that went eleven innings. I think so. That game just happened to be on. I got to tell you, that was a hell of a ball game. Wait, was that – did Nicaragua beat him? Nicaragua beat him, Latin America. That it was, was it Nicaragua? Yeah, that's who got him out. Yeah, because Curacao has has been rolling through this tournament. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they hit a big-time three-run dinger in the bottom of the sixth just to push it down. I think we're going to get – I think we're going to get Curacao versus um, – I believe they call it uh, – no, Chinese Taipei in the international oh, final. Yeah. That's, that's what it's going to, that's, I think, I think it's, I think they had to beat Mexico to get in there. Uh, the Caribbean uh, champions of Curacao. Uh, yeah. Hawaii into the, into the, um, into the U S championship. No, into the semi, I don't know. They're in I there think somewhere. Texas, Texas beat Pennsylvania. I think tonight I may have that backwards. They did eight to four. Yeah, yeah. they did. I got a, I got a question. If anyone wants to put on their geopolitical hat for a second. Sure. The China, China, Taiwan, Chinese Taipei, isn't there some sort of controversy in terms of like China doesn't recognize Taiwan and then Chinese Taipei, is that like the same region or is that, I mean, I'm obviously speaking from a place of complete ignorance, but isn't there controversy about how like China, Something with like, Taiwan and China. So the state, this, this, so please, please forgive me, any international scholars out there, if I'm getting this wrong. But on a, the simple explanation is that like Taiwan, there's tons of controversy in terms of this all happened with Nancy Pelosi a couple weeks ago, where Nancy Pelosi was like the highest head of state ever to go to Taiwan. <laughs> China like believes it should just be in total control of Taiwan. So to like negate the controversy when Taiwan is on the international stage, tournaments will refer to them as Chinese Taipei. I don't like Chinese Taipei is Taiwan and Taiwan is Chinese Taipei. That is just like the way Little League refers to them. So there's like less controversy, I guess, regarding what's going on. So, so I guess there's a, there's a dispute of Taiwan's sovereignty between people in Taiwan and China. This is, I mean, international so- relations. The way Class I'm looking century. at it, though, is like, does that mean Little League is siding with the Chinese by not calling them Taiwanese? Is that problematic? I can't speak for Little League or. The, <laughs> <laughs> on, on I just that, wanted to see how you would handle such a question. 
<laughs> I, I first of all, I love that I put myself in the position of you know explaining a little league's decisions. Um, I don't know. That's a I I don't know. I think that let me let me do a, a Chinese Taipei is a term used in various international organizations and tournaments for groups representing the Republic of China. A state commonly known as Taiwan, due to the one China principle stipulated by the People's Republic of China, Taiwan being a non-UN member after its expulsion in 1971 and with ongoing dispute of its sovereignty, this is from Wikipedia, by the way, was prohibited from using or displaying any of its national symbols, such as national name, anthem, and flag that represent the statehood of Taiwan at international events. This decision eventually came to compromise when the term Chinese Taipei was first proposed in the Nagoya Resolution of 1979, whereby ROC slash Taiwan and the PRC slash China recognized the right of participants to use each other and remain separate as teams in any activities of the International Olympic Committee or its correlates. Oh, uh, a, a top of the line, non-corrupt organization like the IOC gets involved. Always good. <laughs> the term came to official use in 1981 following the change of the Olympic Committee of the ROC to the Chinese Taipei Olympic Committee. Such arrangements later became a model for ROC Taiwan to continue participating in various international organizations and affairs in diplomacy other than the Olympic Games, including the World Trade Organization, the World Health Organization, the Metric Convention, the APEC, and international pageants, and the Little League World Series. I'm just kidding. Little League World Series is not in that sense. <laughs> um, popular opinions in Taiwan have changed drastically in regard to cross-strait relations and nationalistic discourses since its transition to democracy. Chinese Taipei has consistently been viewed as anachronistic, aggravating, or even humiliating, and a shameful symbol to many Taiwanese. So it doesn't sound like the Taiwanese <laughs> are a huge fan of playing under this name. Um an ongoing movement, the Taiwan name rectif um, rectification campaign, which I've donated to, seeks alteration of the formal name from Chinese Taipei to Taiwan. This, we, the, 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 I think we would get the point here. The, you can go on a real, real deep dive on the Taiwan China. It, this, this stuff is not good. Like you saw how big of a deal it was. I said this with the Nancy Pelosi thing. Like that was like there was like the World War Three jokes going on, and it like wasn't like that funny. It was like, oh, well. Maybe actually, because this is like really going to piss China off. So they might be in the fine. They'll, they'll they'll be here for a while. So I think that's your that's your explanation there. Doesn't sound like anyone in Taiwan likes it. Sounds like it's a thing to placate all parties. As long as sportsmanship is shown, that's all you can say. There we go. <laughs> if a if a if a kid from Curacao hits a kid from Chinese Taipei in the head, you just hope they have a hug after. That's that's all we can ask for. That's all we can um, ask for. Lauren and I got into a screaming match while out, out at dinner the other night because I was talking about the, the hug at Little League and was like, this is fucking awful. And she was like, you're what's wrong with everyone being like so hot takey now. And I was like, nope, nope. It's just, it's competition. Nope. Like, she, by we the way, full on, we were almost screaming at each other in this restaurant. <laughs> they've really expanded this. Puerto Rico and Panama now have their own regions. They just get a team in every year. Which I'm assuming is how Nicaragua got into the field um, hmm. in the Latin America region. I believe they were the Latin America region team. That's correct. So, um, I mean, if that's the case, right, we've had two extended Little League World Series conversations in two weeks. <laughs> they expand. They either expanded the field or they took fields away from other teams. No, because they made still... more regions of the U.S. Because there used to be the Mid Atlantic used to be God, the Mid Atlantic well, used to be everything, right? Oh, yeah, but I'm saying they expanded both sides of it. They they put more American teams in it and more international teams Did, in it. Okay, so like the Saudi Arabian think, team is that still a thing? Uh, Europe, Africa, which was a team from Italy this year, but yes. Okay. 
it's Asia Pacific, Australia, Canada, Caribbean, Europe, mm-hmm. Africa, Japan, Latin America, Mexico, Panama, Puerto Rico. And then the U.S. is now the Mid-Atlantic, the Midwest, the Mountain, the New England, the Northwest. Where's the and there's the Metro, but the Metro just went away. The Metro is now like Jersey, New York. Yeah. Um, you know, the West, the Southwest, Southeast. You know, the thing about Saudi Arabia is that it's in neither Europe or Africa. I think. No, it's in Africa. It's technically in Africa. Really? The Middle East is not a continent. Yeah. I thought everything to the right of Egypt is, is over in Asia. Oh, maybe it is in Asia. I don't know. <laughs> Let's take a look. Tune in next week to find out. Tune in next week to find out. Where is Saudi Arabia? This is so far off the rails See, right now. Yeah, this is yeah. I mean, this is what the podcast does. Western Asia, yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Western yeah. Asia, yeah. Western Asia, very Western Asia. Would it be Eastern Asia? Fifth largest no. country in Asia. But I don't. Oh, but yes, the, I don't. Yeah. So when they were in it, though, when they were in it, when they were in it, I think the regions were defined differently. I think it was yeah. like it hold, hold, was. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. <laughs> This is what's throwing me off. This is what's throwing me off. This is the most in-depth Little League World Series region breakdown. This is all geography. It was, the region was called the transatlantic region back in 05. The transatlantic region uh, is not, and then. It doesn't even mean (laughs) anything. Then Europe, Middle East, Africa was a region. And Moscow, Russia, this is in 2005. They've really changed this up. They've really changed this up. Is Russia banned? Um, Are the the, the that's Russian a great question? Did they play in the re- side like did, Med- did, Medvedev? I could check the regionals. <laughs> Let me take a quick peek. I mean, that's interesting. I I mean, that's, that's interesting really fodder. Yeah, the Puerto Rico and Panama regions are new. So, uh, the tournament, by the way, for the uh, the Europe Africa region took place in the Netherlands. Um, Austria, Croatia, Czech Republic, Italy, Netherlands, Spain, Switzerland, the United Kingdom, and Ukraine. So Ukraine sent a team. How oh, about that? Yeah. They went out. Yeah, yeah, as they should. Good for them. Um, Italy got the win. Pats over there. The from Bologna, the Emilia Rugamanga Little League, which I believe has been in the tournament before. Uh, that name sounds familiar. Vienna was the uh, site of the <laughs> Austrians. Austria's team. Um, London Little League went 0 and 2. Tough, tough for the uh, tough for the Brits this year. So mm. that was little. Any any other Little League questions we want to go over? Any one Little League questions? I wish I'd thought more about that Saudi Arabia thing because you're right. Everything into the right there. That's the that's the cardinal rule there. That's a that's a good job by you. Um, but no, no, I guess no, no confirm confirmation that Russia was banned from Little League. Mm. Can you imagine Little Makes League deciding with Putin? <laughs> <laughs> just if it's a money thing i could see it list of little league world series appearances by country russia five appearances none since 2016 one in 14 in the tournament Oof. tough very tough canada made 64 appearances never won this thing tough Taiwan slash Chinese Taipei has won this a bunch of times, but has not won it since 1996. We'll see if they can get it done this year. See if they can get it done this year. Curacao's only won once. There's the thought that they win all the time. They've only won one time. I believe Erickson Profar was on the team that won. Scope, yeah, Jonathan Scope. Yep. 
Um, okay, let's move on to the starting five draft presented by Fed Throw after a robust Little League World Series discussion. We'll be back for analysis of the um, – although the championship now might be this weekend now that I'm thinking about it. If they're rolling into sort of the final games, you would think the Sunday's the title game. Yeah, because <laughs> I think school starts next week, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. August 28th is the title game. That was always the worst. Watching the final out and then realizing, like, fuck, I got to go to school tomorrow. Yeah, I got to go to school. Getting my folders yeah. ready. Shit. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So Hawaii will play the winner of Texas and Tennessee. And oh, they have them listed as Taiwan this year. Wait, they're Taiwan on Wikipedia. Aren't <laughs> they Chinese type? Aren't oh, they Chinese no. Taipei when they play? What are they on the Little League, little yeah. league side? Wait a minute. This just continues. This just continues. <laughs> this just continues. What is happening here? Hold on. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Wow. Asia Pacific. Chinese Taipei on the Little League site. So Wikipedia has said, no, 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 no. We are listing them as Taiwan. Unbelievable. Wow. Take a stand, Wikipedia. Wow, Wikipedia. No I donations know, coming from Beijing, let me tell you. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> They'll play the winner of Mexico and Curacao. All right. Starting five draft presented by Fedthrill. Uh, we're doing ad campaigns, ad campaigns. Um, and hopefully Fed Thrill has liked our ad campaign that we've done for them for going on more than a year now. Use this promo code um, EXIT52 to get 20% off your sunglasses. It continues to be hot outside. It was like 90 degrees today. So you're getting a lot of use out of those things. So go get your sunglasses if you haven't. Promo code EXIT52, 20% off. Best ad campaigns. Um, I don't really know why we decided. Oh, because we were singing the filet of fish song last week. Um, wow. I mean, it's out there. That one's out there. That one's out there. No one forgot about it. You guys remember it. It's, it's out the there. We'll see, wants, we'll see. Yeah. No, I mean, if somebody wants to take it, they can take it. Um, RDT, you have the first pick. I have the second pick. Banks, you have the third pick. Uh, RDT started off. Now, I, or ad campaigns just slash commercial. Like, like what's the what's – the, I kind of just went on like a whole commercial about it. Like, I'll, like I'll pick my first one. And see how see where it falls because I maybe screwed them. I have the Budweiser. What's up? Yes, that one. Yeah. That's okay. fine. Oh yeah. Okay. Because that one absolutely took over the country by storm. It's a banger. It's a banger. There is an amazing parody of it with Pokemon saying the "What's up?" That is very funny. That I will try to find before the end of the show. I do remember the scary movie. It was in Scary Movie One, I believe, the original Scary Movie. Um, again, that had everyone by the absolute balls and was just the funniest thing you had ever seen. Everyone was saying it like it was just it was perfect. It was a perfect ad campaign. It was a perfect commercial. It's still funny to this day. Like, it, I think when did they redo it? Like two years ago, last year? They did a conversion during COVID. Yeah. And it was like people like loved it again. And then there were you had the other people who didn't even know that it was like a commercial at first. So that that's like the very first one that jumps out to me. Um, just an all time, all time ad campaign slash commercial, whatever you want to call it. That that was an easy. I know I feel like we say that every week is this. That was a very easy one one for me. The Budweiser was up. Yeah, it's a good pick. It was a high pick, pick on my board. Yeah, it was very high on my board. Um, I think I have to scoop this up here because I don't know if it falls back to me. I think this is Sports Center. 
Okay. Unbelievable quality. We did an entire yeah. draft of just commercials from it. It's an amazing ad campaign that ran for like 20 years. And it's just very, very good. Mm-hmm. It's just very, very it's consistently good. It's an extremely good. like long running and wide campaign to the point where I wasn't sure if we were going to agree that it should be taken. I kind of like concluded that it itself. should be. Yeah. To me, to me, it's more of an ad camp. Like if we were going individual commercials, I would take a different pick. But that right, as a wide ranging right. ad campaign, quote unquote, to me makes this and has bangers. Like if we did a full on commercial draft, we would probably take some this is sports center commercials. Oh, so it like felt like a perfect felt like a perfect did, pick for me. We literally did a whole draft on sports center commercials. Yeah. Like that's so. that's it. That's a testament to that right there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think it's by the ad agency Whedon Kennedy, which we will see at other points of this draft because they are like a legendary ad. I don't think there's much more to say. We did a full draft on it. This is Sports Center. Banks, you got two. Interesting spot here. Interesting start we've had. I, I, there's so many, there's a bunch here that I just don't think they're going to get back to me. I'm going to take. First, I'm going to take – I got a dagger, Eric. I got to take the Sears air, air conditioning commercial. It's such a classic. Yeah. Such a classic. I don't even know how to describe it to most people. Um, if you know it, you've seen it. It's from, like, the mid-'90s. It's this couple that they're just sweating their asses off in the middle of the summer, and they see some little – what, they see it in the paper or something? So, yeah. Sears is like they have their AC – repair service or whatever, where they're going to come out and they'll replace it in the same day or something. And uh, no, they're looking at the weather. They're looking at the weather. And he says, it's going to be a hot one today. That is right. And, she right. Said, and they say, just like yesterday. And then he goes, tomorrow's going to be even hotter. And then she goes, Tom- like, she says something like tomorrow, or he says, I'll call, you know, I'll call to get the AC fixed. Call to get the AC I'll call, fixed. I'll call tomorrow. And she goes, tomorrow, you said you call today. And that's when he does the, I'll call, a, I'll call him now. I'll call him now. I don't know. It's just it's like so nostalgic and just sticks out in my brain. Um, <laughs> so and I just, this could be the nichiest pick ever. It could just be funny to us, but it's just such a classic. It's very, very good. It, it definitely, there's traction of it online. Any day when it's like over 90, I try and tweet it out just being like, and it's funny because every time I'll have people be like, this unlocked a part of my brain that I did not know it still existed. Like I forgot yeah. about this commercial for 25 years until just now. And then you remember every single word. So it's great. Yeah, it's a pick. That's, yeah, it's a pick. That's a pick. I'm going to go in a, a wildly different direction here. I'm going to go local and I'm going to take the Eastern Motors commercials. Mm. Local mm. athletes. I don't yeah, know if this is one that you guys thought of, but I wanted to have it badly. If you're anybody who's anybody who's ever been an athlete in the DMV and some Baltimore athletes as well, um, you were in an Eastern Motors commercial. Alex Ovechkin early in his career, tons of Washington football players. Ray Lewis was in one at one point. Um, the jingle is an absolute banger. It's timeless. It has been for years and years. Plays on TV, plays on radio. If you know it, you know it. Eastern Motors. Your job is your credit. Your job is your credit. Great pick. Job is your credit. Ovechkin doing it was an iconic. <laughs> like situation. all the Wizards doing it, wasn't it? Like it was like Haywood and the yeah, Antoine, Antoine yeah. Jameson. Yep. Great, yep. great pick. Um, I didn't have the Sears air conditioning high on the board, but I, I that thing does make me laugh. Eastern Motors is one I would have taken at some point, probably. Um, 
I'm going to take I, what I had at the top of my board. I kind of took this as Sports Center because I thought it had a chance to just not get back to me because of how much we've talked about it. But it seems like you guys maybe weren't going to take it. Um, I'm going to take the man your man can smell like from Old Spice. Mm, um, yeah. I, I watched that commercial a million times when it came out the first time. That commercial is so well done. It is such a good ad. Um, and it was like very viral in the early, in like the like mid stages of 20, the early YouTube I think era. It was 2010. Like 2010. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Swan dive into the best night of your life. Two tickets, that thing you love. <laughs> Great commercial. So, so I'm taking that. That's a good, I, I had it low on my list. Um, but hey, I, I, it was definitely, there was consideration. That is one of my favorite commercials of all time, easily. Like, where up? That's the best part about this, too, is commercials hit everyone a little bit differently. So our boards are probably going to be a little all over the place to a certain extent. That's a good one. It's a good one. Um, you have two, Eric. I will do this. This, this is, the, I think, the very first one that jumped into my mind. The Quiznos Sponge Monkeys. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, you talk about, that was the very, like, one of the very first, like, what the hell was that commercial? Like, I watched them tonight, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, I don't know how to explain it. The Sponge Monkey is just, looks like, I I don't know. I have no idea what it looks like. This, This was my highest rated player on my on my board and i just tried to to Sneak play it, it where this would get by i didn't think you guys would have it as high oh it was again when i don't have it on my board last it week we was, yeah. <laughs> good for us. and that that's all it was like they have a pepper bar that's what they, they got a pepper bar. <laughs> i think and they, again they came out with like a series of them but man they i mean they were just they were like legitimate like what the hell was that when you saw the commercial? It was it's very funny. And again, it was just random. It wasn't a Super Bowl commercial. Like it was just their normal marketing campaign. And I did love Quiznos. I was a huge Quiznos guy. I don't know if Quiznos still exists, but they had a chicken carbonara sub that was absent bank. There's one up off uh, Route 1 in Jessup. Damn. Yeah. That's up there. That's a predictable place for their still be, to be Exactly. Quiznos. Yes. yes. Um, there are 176 Quiznos left in the United States. Okay. Yeah. All right. More than I thought, but yeah. Fantastic. If you haven't seen the commercial, just YouTube um, Sponge Monkeys. All right. Let me tell you um, what the Hickory Smoked Burnt End Sub they've got up here on the website looks ooh, very good. That could be good. <laughs> that could be very good. Um, my next one, I'm going to go with another one that kind of absolutely took over the nation um we've seen it in many uh, not many but an office episode we the the video goes viral every every now and then about of the guys originally singing it i want my baby back ribs chilies that song maybe i mean that's austin powers did we talk about austin powers last week a couple weeks ago maybe maybe wouldn't surprise me um yeah the the just that jingle the, and because again, everyone has said it. Everyone is saying, I want my baby back ribs. The commercial is great. And again, like the behind the scenes of like five old guys singing it is just a hilarious video. It's very, very funny. Um, that I, I saw that video last week actually, and I started writing it down too. So that helped uh, remind me of it. But yeah, I'm going Chili's uh, baby back ribs. Office, of course, great, great scene there. Chili's, the new golf course. Um, what do I want to take here? 
Uh, I'm going to take the Budweiser Real Men of Genius commercials, which ran on both TV and radio. Incredible. Just just consistently incredible. Real Men of (laughs) Genius. I'm getting daggered out here as my next pick. (laughs) I was so excited to take it. Um, this uh, one's for you, Mister Blah there, Blah Blah. There, I have the page on my phone right here. <laughs> there are a 116 different uh, versions of this ad campaign. I can only imagine the ones that like were were like too risque or couldn't get made or something. They probably had some really good ones. Today we salute you, Mister Putt Putt Golf Course Designer. <laughs> I loved Mister Pontoon Boat Maker. <laughs> Mr. Pontoon Boat Baker. <laughs> People, yeah, it, man, those those were good. Those were really, really good. <laughs> Mr. Pro Sports Heckler guy. Like the, the person seeing that was He's just unbelievable. We've said unbelievable a lot in this show, but uh, uh that's a good I'm going a good through pick. I'm going through them now too. Man, my oh my and they ran on tv and radio they were good mm-hmm. on radio like they're really good they radio were especially good on radio and there's uh, so many bad radio commercials out there or just like that are just they're i don't know they don't grab your attention you're just so annoyed hearing them but when real men of genius came on you get real fired up smile would come to your face <laughs> um, you started man. giggling like we are just like right before they even say it like you're I just know. giggling mr driving range ball picker upper <laughs> <laughs> that's good these that's are good. just these i'm just reading through them it's just hard not to just sit and read through them now um <laughs> so many good ones the the mr pro sports heckler guy sticks out to me as i now listen to it you guys can't hear it <laughs> the real men of genius drawn out too is just so good um, today we salute you, Mr. Pro Sports Heckler guy. There's Mr. like Way the lines proud this. of Texas guy. <laughs> <laughs> they think... say those who can't play coach. Apparently, <laughs> those who can't coach sit three rows back, shout, shouting <laughs> obscenities. I think um, Big Cat, Big Cat tweeted that with the video with the the guy eating the hot dog. Or the, the Mr. Pro the Sports Heckler straw. guy. He just tw- he tweeted the video and just said, "Real man of genius." Like that's, I mean, that's a perfect one. <laughs> like we salute you, Mister Hot Dog Straw. I gotta play Mister Pro Sports Eckler guy on my phone. Hopefully, you guys can hear it over this. <laughs> Th- this is so funny. Just to raise the net before they kick the field, go guy. <laughs> How can I play this? I need to be able to play this. Hold on. Just play. This is bad radio. Oh, I'm so happy about this pick. I thought maybe I could get it. I'm so glad I took it now. I'm so glad I took it now. Clearly, you were going to take it. That's a good pick. It's yeah. just not going my way right now. Yeah. All right. Am I up next here? Hold on. We can't hear it. Can... Nope. Oh, you guys can't hear it? Uh, no, not at all. That's bizarre. You guys could hear all stuff coming on my phone earlier. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Thanks. We'll uh, I, I gotta. I think I really gotta dig deep here and, and take take a people pleaser. And I'm just gonna take. I want to say it was Coors Light and Twins. Mm, yeah, and Twins. Yeah. Yeah. No, that. I don't know if they had. 
I think they had multiple songs that had mm-hmm. similar messaging, but they always mm-hmm. threw in the end twins at the end. And twins. If you're a certain age, you know what we're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Those were impactful. Those were impactful. Perhaps I should just leave it at that. Yep. I don't think there's anything else to say. People get it. People get it. And then uh, I'm going to take the flail fish. I'm going to do it. Somebody's got to sure. take it. I got to be the guy to do it. Uh, give me back that flail fish. Give me that fish. Another absolute banger of a jingle. Um, we've discussed before, like, hey, maybe we should just do a jingles draft. I think that's a worthwhile adventure uh, after we let this one kind of breathe a little bit. Um, but, yeah, flail fish, McDonald's. And this, the great thing about it was that it was a campaign that they could recycle every year mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. Lent. Lent. So, yeah. Yeah. Good pick. I know I love Flavish. Give me the Flavish. If it were you in that sandwich, you wouldn't be <laughs> laughing at all. Um, A lot to go to potentially here, but I'm going to stick to my guns on a one that I got a ton of pleasure out of. I'm taking Dos Equis, the most interesting man in the world. Mm. I had it oh, on yeah. there. Yep. Yeah. Um, those were excellent ads. Excellent ads. Walking and, in uh, any Mexican restaurant and having like the cardboard cut out in the corner was always like, oh, we got to go take a picture. We got to go take a picture. With yeah. Him. Yeah. And then didn't it come out that he was like Italian or something like that? Like, yeah. Like his name was actor. Yeah. The whole yeah thing, he like, couldn't Croatia. even speak English. Yeah. Bro, really? Yeah. That, that, I think I do remember that now. Yeah. That was a great ad campaign, though, for a beer that I, maybe I've had twice. <laughs> Yeah, didn't make me drink the beer. I was just like, oh, it's yeah. a funny commercial. All righty. My, my two. Yep. Last two. I am going, I don't know if this kind of, um, I'll go Nike squeak basketball. Like that mm. Nike, I think it was, a, yeah. I don't know if it was a shocks commercial. There's a lot of good Nike commercials. Almost hard I, didn't to know, like I didn't know if I want to take yeah. which Nike one I liked. Is, yeah. Um, in the world. But the Nike Squeak basketball, I, I was reading about it. It premiered, I think, during game five of the 2001 finals, they said. But, like, again, another thing that was parodied in a um, scary movie. Like, just a very clean-cut commercial where, like, Vince Carter gets past the ball and he starts dribbling. And AI – not no, not AI. It was a couple – like, I'm trying, Rasheed Wallace was in it. Um, any Nike, like, basketball guy. And they were just – making the a beat to a song with the bouncing the basketball and the squeaks of the shoes. And it was an awesome beat. Like, I think I forget what I was listening to the other day. And KFC was saying that he made that his, it was the bracket. And he made that his answer, his voicemail when he was in like seventh grade, he just recorded that on his phone. And that was his voicemail, the squeaking of the shoes in the basketball. It was just such a great, I like iconic commercial. It was very, very, very cool. Very well done. Um, and again, Nike just knocks everything out of the park. So I will go. They're Nike. very good at what they do. I, again, I can't remember if it was shocks or if it was just like a Nike basketball ad, um, but I'm going Nike squeak. I'll call it that. And then my other one. And again, I, I don't think this was the Super Bowl one. It was definitely viral online. Terry Tate off his linebacker. Yep. Is yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And I think yeah. it was Reebok, I believe. Right. Yep. Like you kill the Joe, you make some mo. Amazing um, commercial. Probably went too low here, honestly. So good. Yeah, I, I wanted to take it higher, but I thought I could sneak it. Um, some of the other ones, when he lays out the dude and he goes, hey, Janice, when she walks hey, by. That commercial like, is so unbelievably good. So yeah. good. I'm so a little funny. upset I didn't take it. Terry Tate, office linebacker. And again, it's like a very funny premise because we've all been in an office where you're like, 
Like you just want someone to absolutely level that someone for not doing or doing something in the office. Um, or just a classic commercial. And I think they had a couple different ones of them. They did. They had a bunch that had like a whole storyline that yeah, went on for yeah. a while. Yeah. Like he gets hurt at one point. <laughs> and like they're doing like the hard knock style like interviews with him, like off to the side, yeah. I think, like like an office kind of one-on-one, just fantastic commercial. Again, if you haven't seen these, like they're they're legitimately like laugh out loud, funny, funny things. So Terry, I, I had to pick Terry Tate, office linebacker. I don't think I ever bought anything Reebok, but I, it made me want to. So it worked almost. That's such a good commercial. Um, I don't know really what I want to do here. God, there's ah, no- f- ah, fuck it. I'm taking scoop. There it is. Sorry, Black. Okay. Sure. Wow. He's. Yeah. This is a, it has, this to, be, a rough it has to be taken. Fine. It's like taken. not, it's a single, singular commercial, really, but fine. <laughs> so is what's up, but maybe they're no, all I they not take it. You, do you guys want to disqualify that? No. Fine with it. I, I don't know. I have other picks. Yeah. If you sing it, I will not disqualify it. <laughs> I mean, I could disqualify. I might just take another Geico one. I'm fine with it. That was all right. All right. Scoop. There it is. Not much more to say. Thanks. I'm going to go local again here. Oh, I know where you're going here. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm rich now. Yeah. I'm in it for vengeance. Oh, my yeah. God. How? Yeah. yeah. Oh, when you yeah. took Eastern Motors, when you took Eastern Motors, I thought there was a very high probability you took this and you I have taken it. Think no. of them. Barry Glazer, yep. baby, defending the been? medical malpractice and urinated upon something of the sort. Oh, I would take back my scoop there. It is pick for a local sh- thing right now. I'll just mention it in the in the honorable mentions. And that's Where, the last pick, I, isn't it? Where is it? Is where's Barry it is. been? I, 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 if you have a phone, you have a lawyer. Should have gotten taken this draft. If you have a phone, you have a that's lawyer. Should have gotten taken. Yeah, I would have taken it over Scoop there it is. If I could go back and retake it, I would do it right That's Science Kirk and Miles. We'll, science Kirk and Miles. Well, Science and Kirk now, RP to Miles. But um, <laughs> what, what, what if, what if uh, clearly, I mean, there's not on there anymore. Um, <laughs> would have been a great pick leading into Barry Glazer. I feel bad that's not that's not how the draft ended. Um, RDT took what up? Uh, the Quiznos sponge monkeys which i don't even remember to be honest i want my baby i want my baby back ribs squeak basketball terry tate office linebackers awesome value at the end i took this as sports center uh the man your man can smell like from old spice real men of genius which i probably is my best pick of the draft the most interesting man in the world and scoop there it is and banks took the sears air conditioning eastern motors um and twins the filet fish and uh barry glazer um yeah science crooked miles has to be on there um other ones i had i always loved the the nike mvp puppets i always thought those stupid puppets were pretty funny of like kobe and lebron i, I thought that you. was gonna get taken i had um just all the stuff nike did with tiger so like tiger juggling tiger with rory uh hello world Ooh, tiger juggling that should have been on there everyone tried to do that yeah That's um hump the hump day camel maxwell the pig and the caveman <laughs> From um, Geico. I wasn't high uh, on the caveman, to be honest. I had uh, the polar bear. They remember they made Coke. that a show? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, really bad. Tough. 
I'll have the roast duck with the mango salsa is an iconic line, commercial <laughs> yeah. line though. Yeah, I about that. <laughs> um, uh, breaking off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. That's great. Uh, small time jingle. I had anyone, anytime Budweiser uses a dog, they seem to thrive using it's, cute dogs and commercials. Except for the, like the DUI one. Oh yeah, that was like terribly yeah, I sad. I forgot about that one. Like, that was super sad. But the one where the puppy like escapes and gets brought back or whatever, very good yeah. commercial. Uh, I also just had Foster's Australian for beer. I always thought that was fun. That's just a, that's a great tagline. Yeah, great tagline. Could be a tagline. Draft. Could do a tagline draft. Uh, go ahead, guys. Uh, I'd, where's the beef? Uh, mm-hmm. That's a real throwback. Wendy's. Uh, the Budweiser frogs. Mm-hmm. That was also a yeah. big thing for a bit Bud there. Why? Uh, I just wrote down the Cal Ripken kidnapping commercial that everyone just kind of <laughs> didn't even know happened. Uh, Five dollar foot long was a big rebound from the Jerry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. huge for them. Uh, I had uh, Chips Ahoy's uh, their chip witch, not a chip witch, but it was a cookie that had a vanilla. Uh, Filling uh, the smack dab in the middle song on that smack dab in the middle, yeah. squeeze in the middle. Back. Great commercial, smack oh, dab yeah, in the middle. So yeah, good. uh, I just shipped my pants. Oh, I've I had a lot on this show. Yeah, that I was had a that. classic. And uh, I'm stunned, Taylor, that you didn't take. And I thought this was might have been your local one. I'm amazing. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> yes, I forgot about I am a Mason. I am a Mason. I don't support the Masons, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I am also a Mason. Um, no, that's a good one. That's good. I also didn't think I, I should have gone through through some more um, some more like kids commercials, like Crossfire comes to mind. Mr. Bucket, you put your balls in your mouth, Mr. Bucket. <laughs> like, I, I mean, that, 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 that probably should be on the board, but I just didn't think back that far. Yeah. I probably should have. You know what one I remember? There's two zoo books. Mm-hmm. Zoo books were awesome. Um, and then the Nickelodeon magazine commercial. Oh, which- you know what? I- oh my god, I should have taken Ronco the rotisserie chicken. We should do infomercials. Oh, inform I could do infomercials. Write that one down. Write that one down. Set it and fucking forget it. Yep, yep. Oh, what's uh, that? Oh, I can't talk about it now. Yeah, but there's, some, oh, there's a man. lot of good ones. Um, um I had I had just I wrote down just do it Nike like any of the Nike ones. Yeah. There was a there was a good Nike one the um um where they had like Tory Hunter, Brian Urlacher, Albert Pujols, and someone Big Ben was in it, and they were wearing the masks. Like I don't know if you remember that one. It's an awesome awesome commercial. Google like Nike masks. Um, the I know that campaign with the names on them. Remember they when they were putting names on the bottles and cans, and people were going nuts trying to find their name and all that. Thought that was a pretty good one. Um. This is a big one. I can't believe I missed. I I actually wanted to take this one instead of Terry Tate. Uh, the who you call a cootie queen? Orbit. Oh, that was a great commercial. Liquor. That was that was great. I like that was really a really good one. Um, the Six Flags old man. That 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 uh, that, true. that got very played out for me. That, I, was, I hate that commercial. When it was when it was hot, it was hot. It like, was hot. It was definitely. There's no doubt. It was hot. Um, the LeBrons. I don't know if you remember that. It was kind of the puppets where he had the whole yep. family LeBrons. Yep. Um, chicks digging the long ball. Classic commercial. Sure. Again, Tec- not, not really an Te- ad campaign. Technically, print is an ad campaign that got milk. Mm-hmm. I had magazine got ads. Milk. Yeah. Milk was my next one. Um, and then the last one I had was uh, Berries and Cream Starburst. Oh, <laughs> that was all over. <laughs> 
was a funny Somebody one. thought in the office a couple weeks ago that I was just singing the berries and cream song. I was like, there is just no way. I do a lot of weird things, but I am not singing the berries and cream song. I could see it. There's a ton of other things we could have gone through here. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, it was almost like hard to research. I, it was like trying to go back into your brain. And sometimes mm-hmm. you just like think of them as you go. So um, also like sometimes I'd like movie trailers come out of my head. Those aren't really ad campaigns, but you like think about them as ads sometimes like um, there's so. the Indianapolis. Mm. There's always there's some March Madness ones that are kind of recurring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they'll leave the light on for you. Also came to my head. <laughs> um, what's that? Uh, um, what's the new one? The 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 insurance guy who like gets fucked up every time. Like, oh, the Allstate guy. Yeah, Allstate, yeah. What, oh, that's what is a he, solid one. What is he? Uh, um, the King, his name? the Burger like, King, like ten years ago, the one that was the Burger like, King was hot in the streets. Yeah. For a while. yeah. Remember when the Burger King walked out at UFC? No, did he walk out with Mayweather? Yeah, it, was, uh, it was um. Yeah, that's right. And at the uh, Kentucky Derby. He was behind yeah. Baffert. Yeah. Yeah. That was a wild time. <laughs> what a wild, yeah, what a weird it, time. I'll bring back those simpler times when the bird. I'm surprised oh, the Burger King didn't walk by Trump country. at some point. Yeah. And that's that's the Burger King behind Mayweather. Problem. It was like the Burger King he was like gonna and then one time Mayweather walked out with like Triple H is like and like um like Helio Castro Nevis, like all the people he was on Dancing with the Stars with. What a what a wild time <laughs> in America. Um good draft. We could probably do another one with 15. That could be another ones. five rounds. Yeah. Um, Nick Cannon Medley, Maryland person of the week, RDT. It's got to be Manti Teo. We all owe him at a still haven't watched it. I still oh, haven't watched you got to watch it. Watch it. Please watch it. We 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 crucified this man, and I feel so bad for him. You you if you watch it, you'll obviously realize you know the story. Um, the the, the Netflix documentary is is really really good. It's two episodes, two hours, like. That's it in and out. Um, they jump into it pretty quick too. Um, again, I mean, we talk about America loves to rip a guy down and, you know, watch him kind of come back. They did it with the tiger. They've done it with, you know, with Kobe. There's a, there's a lot of stuff in this documentary where you'll watch it and you'll go, man, like we were assholes. Like, I can't believe we made that joke or we did this. Um, he's, he's, I, I came out of that. I did, I went into it really not having an opinion on Manti Teo. I thought he was a good football. He was an awesome football player at Notre Dame. And I thought he was okay in the, in, you know, the NFL, but you will come out of this being like, I, the amount of respect that you have for Manti Teo and, and just what he has gone through in his life is, is, I mean, it'll, it'll change your entire thought process. on It was such a, such a good um, documentary. I like, I, I, I can't recommend it enough. Again, two episodes, two hours, definitely watch it if you haven't. Um, and you will absolutely hate Renaya, Naya. Um, I don't know if it's possible to hate someone as much as I hate that person now. So give it a watch. Yeah, that was good. But, yeah, I have not seen it, so I just need to see it. We, I, 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 I like turned it on last Thursday night, being like, "Oh, I'll watch it." And like Lauren was in bed, like reading. I was like, oh, "I don't really want to watch it." And like five minutes in, she puts her book down and is like, "All right, I, I'm in. A, I'm into this now." So it's called Untold. Because I was searching on Netflix for like Manti Teo, Manti, and I couldn't find it. But it's 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 under Untold. It's the same documentary series that did the Dansbury Thrashers, Trashers. I think they did the um. Didn't isn't Tim, that who Tim did Donahue? The, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And um the um they're doing another one on um they did Pistons. They did Pistons uh uh 
Oh, um, is that yeah, Pacers, the Malice, believe, so. Malice at the Palace? Malice at the Palace, yeah. There we go. I did not know that. Uh Banks. Give it to the the Smythe family for being such kind hosts this weekend for uh, the boys for a little golf trip down in Ocean City, and I will let Taylor take it away to fill in the blanks. Uh, sure, I'll, I'll give the uh, the Nick Camberley Banner Person of the Week to, to Team Europe uh, at the Captain's Cup this weekend. Um, they absolutely put a a, a a can of opened a can. Of, I was trying to get to that line. Opened a can of whoop ass on the uh, uh, on can Team you, USA. Can I step in for a second? It's a whooping. Is what happened. A, a whooping, yeah. Uh, Seventeen to five, uh, absolutely crushed us. Um, so shout out to Mike and and you, uh, Banks and um, and Dugan, uh, legend. Dave O'Neill gets his name on the cup. The first uh, native of Vermont to ever get their name on the cup. So happy for Dave. Um, and um, me and my squad, that be Kyle and, and Alex. We we took it on the chin. So congrats to you guys. Always a wonderful weekend playing with the boys. Um, never gets old. Fun to be competitive. Um, I perfected how to throw a golf club in frustration this weekend, which is where you want to be. Um, but you know, it is what it is. You, you take it on the chin. You move on to next year. Um, there's always there's going to be a blowout at some point. The for the for listeners, this has come down to the wire the last few years. Like down to the, somebody won on a putt last year. I think I said this last week, and then the last two years ago came down to like sixteen or seventeen or whatever. This <laughs> this was a blowout from the beginning. So. Um, yeah, we took it on the chin. So congrats to you guys outplayed us whole weekend. Uh, Banks, you played very well. Um, and yeah, we had a, we had a good time. Ocean city. It was, it was beautiful all weekend too. Beautiful time. Got to, got to a lot of the play spots too. Got to MR docs, got to Mackey's, got the secrets, got the figures. Uh, we, we were on the boxes out there. We were on the other side of the bridge too. So not exactly like the easiest thing to do. MR docs pretty close, but like, um, Uber, not like a great place to get Ubers all the time. Um, so yeah, shout out to uh, what? What do you think is the perfect cup road at this point? Uh, like if you're gonna pick your cup court, we kind of exhausted all the courses we could play in Ocean City. To a certain extent. yeah, pretty much. I I think Rum Point, Baywood Greens, but the location's not as good because it's 45 minutes away from Ocean City. And then lighthouse sound. I would agree. That's probably the that's probably what I'm putting together. Yeah. But I think Man of War at Glen Riddle could could is a good stand in. Um, it was good there for Baywood Greens. So that's the captain's cup. We'll see you next year. I I the cup will no longer be. It was over my shoulder for a while the last two years in this pod. It will not be for at least another year. So I don't know who has it now. Who has it right now, Mike? I believe I believe Mike has it, and he will take care of the engraving. And um, I, I'm going to imagine it's going to spend quite a bit of time in Vermont this, this year. It should, as it should. We got to get yeah. it up. I don't know how we're going to get it up there, but we got to get it up there. Um, good for Dave. Good for um, Dave. So yeah, you guys, you guys win my Nick Cater Medley Maryland Person of the Week this week. With that said, honorable mention: trumpets. Bump, bump, bump. The Edwin Diaz song. I know it's about the Mets. I know people, you know, we don't like New York teams here, but man, is that song a banger. I can't stop listening to it. So that's an honorable mention for me. Thought you were going a different direction at first. <laughs> no. Very good song. Any honorable mentions for you guys? 
2K Sports for bringing me down here. I opened the show yeah. talking a whole bunch about it. So shout out to them. Shout out to anybody who's going to go pre-order that game. Uh, tell them thanks, sent you. Yeah, we got any? Uh, we got any giving away any codes? I might have some. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't want to make any promises, but see, there may be some if codes. You can, in if the you future. can milk a code or two out, you know, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Do some. Uh, do some. Uh, what is it called? Divot Derby. Divot Derby. We got to. I didn't talk a lot about Divot Derby to be honest, but uh, I did ask, and I think they. Uh, I think they're expecting that to be in there again. Good. So. Good. That was fun. It's fun. I like it. I was playing it's a very it. fun game. It's a very different way to play golf video games. Yep. Grip and rip it. Um, I had corn because I can't stop listening to that corn. <laughs> TikTok video. We talked about it before. It's just a great video. If you haven't seen it, um, it's all over. And and another honorable mention, I'm going to toss it up. Um, Jimmy's because we're having a happy hour on Friday before the Orioles game. Um, just a casual Friday happy hour if you're in the area. You want uh, some two for one drinks? Start. I think it starts at three, so some casual two for one beers on a Friday. Uh, wing deals, pizza deals. I think we're giving away tickets. Oriole Bird will be there. So if you're in the area, oh, the Oriole Bird making an yeah. appearance. Oriole Bird is going to be there. About um, the so bird. If you're in the area, you want to stop by for a beer after work. I'll be off at two thirty, and uh, be headed up to Jimmy's right around three, and we'll get some. Uh, we'll do a liquid lunch and. Hopefully watch the Orioles beat the, uh, beat the Astros. That'll be fun. So going to go back to the well here with another honorable mention. Um, done this before. I'm going to give it to myself. Not for, not for the uh, respectful ass kicking of the Cat's Cup, but more so for myself. Uh, absolutely batting, battling through a brutal hamstring cramp in the middle of this podcast where I got up and let you guys talk about the Orioles for a good 20 minutes. Well, I tried to hydrate and uh, work this uh, little cramp out. So that's what was going on there. Didn't even text or explain that to you guys, but I was kind of dying over here for a little bit. Battled through it and still got through a podcast and put together, despite a slow start, I think a very respectable starting five. There you go. Well done by you. What a week Thank for you. you. Yeah, what a week. It's all downhill from here, maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. um, I have one honorable mention to go into business for myself, as I sometimes do. Um, I'm anxious did totally. So I feel, don't feel bad about it. <laughs> I've um, given it to myself the last two weeks too. The Maryland men's soccer team <laughs> yeah. begins its season tomorrow night at Ludwig field against number nine, New Hampshire, the number 20 Terps. Um, that is a team that I work very closely with down in Maryland. So I like shouting them out and um, hopefully we're going to have a good year this year. Um, Ludwig field, always a good place. If you have like, if you like soccer or you have, kids that like soccer or whatever, come down to a Maryland game. It's always fun. Uh, we should be good. Shout out to head coach, Sasha Skrowski, Jake Pace, Miles Vaughn, all the staff. Um, very good people run a very good program. And uh, hopefully we can get some big 10 trophies, make a deep run in the NCAA tournament. Uh, enjoy working with those guys. So got to give them a shout out as they begin the year tomorrow. Um, and then we play Sunday against Liberty. So uh, Jake, Maryland sports, totally back in action. Jake Pace, River Hill kid. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I remember that name. Yep. 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 He played so, that. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know he was coaching. Played in Maryland and is, yeah, been on the staff for a long time. So that's cool. Um, good peoples among all the support staff, Caitlin, Ben, um, all the people, Bartman, John Bartman, Lala, just throwing every, all of our support staff out there now. Might as well give them all a shout out. Um, so yeah, excited. Ludwig Field, six o'clock on ESPNU tomorrow. So if you hear this Ooh. before, watching ESPNU, start at six, national TV. 
Um, anything got anybody got anything else for the good of the order here on the X fifty two podcast? Isaiah Likely, nice job out there. There you go. Love Give him it. a gold jacket. Saturday night, Commanders Ravens, a preseason tradition. I'm sure many listeners of the show will be out at the bank to see that one and the uh, regular season coming up soon. So very excited about that. Maryland football also coming soon. We will have to talk about that a little bit more next week as they head into their season over against Buffalo could be an exciting year for Maryland football. Um, so hopefully, you know, all the momentum coming from the Orioles just moves into the other sports that people care about in Baltimore. Um, that's it for this week's episode of the expert of two podcast. Uh, once again, shout out to team Europe. You can follow banks at Barstool banks. You can follow Eric at E D I T T I 22. You can follow me at Taylor by 10. Follow the podcast on all the social media platforms at Exit 52 Podcast. Uh, make sure to support all of our sponsors throughout Level Midnight and Fed Thrill and um, Jimmy Seafood. I just go out and have some drinks with Eric on Friday. That sounds like a grand old time. I will not be able to make it. I don't think RDT, but I hope many people do. Um, go watch all of Banks' golf content and videos and support all that he's doing. And if you want to support me, like Maryland Tweets. We'll see you next time on the Exit 52 Podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood.